Welcome to the Curry Gumbo Podcast with Nicole and Ashley. And this month, the month of December, we will be reviewing our favorite holiday TV episodes. Stay tuned. I watched Eve when it came out in 03, the early Me too. Yes. And I really liked it. I remember really liking it. And it felt very girlfriends meets living single. I can see that. Looking back, it felt very living single in the in the delivery of the jokes. Some of them felt kind of like super expected. Um, it just it felt cute. It felt really cute. Like, oh my God, your mom think- walked in on us having sex. Oh no, hi James. Yeah. You know, it just, it felt very, um, th- there's a difference between the black comedies of the early aughts and the black comedies now. I was going to compare the 90s to the early aughts because I I feel like we have, nostalgia for the 90s with the living single and martin and different world and cosby so like everyone goes back to them we kind of like skip over the early 2000s yeah i'm not gonna lie i am not the biggest fan of i watched eve but i'm not the biggest fan of eve i wasn't the biggest fan of all of us i wasn't the biggest fan of half and half i wasn't the biggest fan of the game I wasn't the biggest oh, fan. Oh, I love no the game. That was different. I remember watching the game closer to when it was getting canceled and before it was going to be brought back on BET. And I was just living for the drama of mm-hmm. the cheatation. But yeah, like, and I, don't, I don't go back and I don't go back and watch the game. And is I'm sure it's on HBO. It was on <laughs> HBO got everything. It was on Netflix for a minute. I don't know if it still is, but it was on Netflix for a minute. I have no clue, but I i mean, do you go back and watch it? No, I don't. Did you? Yeah, I just, I don't. I, if it's I on don't. TV, like if I'm watching TV, I would. I like the earlier seasons before they went, before the BET seasons. The BET, they just got it was just drama turned into like a black soap opera and i was yeah. like okay <laughs> that's not a fun and sitcom then lauren no more. London, didn't lauren oh i London didn't watch the... listen when tia left i left yeah that's how i, I felt. i don't know which black show came out that removed the studio audience I feel like the first one I was watching was Insecure, but that can't be right. With no studio audience? Yeah. Oh, Did you Atlanta mean like Insecure come out first? It... Oh, I don't I don't even I couldn't even tell you. Maybe it could have been this around the same time. If we're yeah. saying first or second, I don't think it's a major difference. Maybe a few months. Like I don't yeah, think but it's a those big difference. shows I I really like that aesthetic. Um, I think that a lot of shows, period, white or black, were moving in that direction. You're not like having shooting a in audience. the in the field, like not in the studio. 
like you're in the city shooting in the field yes and also you don't have an audience cueing you in on the laughter like if the joke just doesn't land in your house it doesn't land in your house there are certain times even in shows that I really like like Martin where I'm laughing all the time but there are certain times I'm like oh that was that was supposed to be funny because the audience laughed I ain't laughing but I know somebody's laughing in your house if you ain't laughing at insecure if you're not laughing at Atlanta if you're not laughing at Abbott Elementary then then you're not laughing I think I think that's one of the other reasons why I don't take to the Tyler Perry shows because they make a lot of them the studio audience laughter. Yeah, thing. the comedies, I would say. Like, the comedies have the studio audience, and I'm like, I, we aren't we past that? Like, we've, we've moved past that. But maybe he, I don't know, sometimes I feel like Tyler Perry lives in nostalgia. Like, he just, he's thinking about the shows of the 80s, 90s, early aughts, and he's like, Traditional. I want, like, I want to even capture that. He's, we can, we'll get into this in this episode, men who are traditional kind of like I can see Tyler Perry. He's traditional in the sense of how the show is supposed to be, but he just kind of wants to do it on his own. Whereas when you get a show like insecure in Atlanta, it's like, no, we're just going to shoot it the way we feel is, is best or, we're going to and do our own a, thing. That's another reason why you shooting it in the field is a way to experience the city. Yes. Because in Martin, did you ever get a feel for Detroit? No. And I was going to say only in the Martin episode when they went to LA and there was just like, we from Detroit, whatever. But I was going to um say, there was a lot of shows placed in random cities for no reason, mm-hmm. like Eve being placed in Miami for what? Like, there's nothing that says Miami about this show. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think for first, other than the establishing shots, that's the only way you know you in Miami. Because again, studio audience, we in everybody living room, we in the diva couture or whatever that diva fashion style. is diva styles we and they you know store and but even the subject matter has nothing to do with miami at least with the fresh prince of bel-air you kind of got the sense that willis from philly and they moved to bel-air which is a rich area in california and mm. there is we you you knew the differences even though i've never been to philly i've never been to bel-air but i could pick up on the differences of each city yeah, and the people who live in the city and you know, how, how they, their mannerisms, how they act, how they speak, how they interact with each other. These other shows, you could just, it's like, just pick a random city. Just pick one. Anchorage, Alaska. I've never, I've never spent a significant amount of time in Brooklyn, but I will say the Cosby show I knew yeah. they were not in the South. I knew they were not in, on the, you know, in Miami. It, and I think they filmed like, in New York. I think they did film in New York. I think so. I think so. But also 
they were still they still filmed in a studio but it's still i get what you're saying about the subject matter Mm -hmm. it it felt like i remember there being conversations between rudy and cousin pam and saying like okay how do we get from here to here it's okay you're gonna take this train and that train oh yeah oh they're gonna get lost you know like i i remember those conversations even when Vanessa went to um Baltimore to have big to fun, have and her mama fun. was like, "You was not going to Baltimore. Nobody's Baltimore. You staying your butt in New York. We not traveling out the state. Fuck your big fun." <laughs> so yeah, um, and there was always talk of like Theo going to NYU, living yes. in the village. Like there was that talk. I think. I don't, do you watch the show King of Queens? Yeah, I've seen it. I really, that's a show I really like. You can tell they in Queens. Like yeah. you can tell they're in New York. You know yep. what I mean? Same thing um, with Seinfeld. I like that. When I watch that is a New, New York show. You know, they're in New York. You know that they're in New York. They're walking down the street. They, yep. They're going to the bodega. They're yep. interacting with, I mean, what's his name? Work for the Yankees. For the Yankees, George. He did. Costanza, yeah. When he got it, when he when he got a job, he worked for the (laughs) Yankees. When he finally got a job, he worked for the Yankees. But I mean, I can say I knew that living single wasn't set in the South, but I still didn't feel like Brooklyn. Like when I watch High Fidelity the Hulu television yeah. series, I'm like, okay, we are in New York. We are in Brooklyn. You know, I didn't, I didn't really get that with living single. So I, I think, I don't know, like maybe it's give and take, like you had to decide, like, are we really, are we going to be a show that privileges the location? And this show Eve did not no. privilege the location at all. This like, could have been, the manner- been in Alabama. Even in the manner of dressing, I'm like, why am I seeing long sleeves? But, um, but you know, it was a Christmas episode, so it's probably a little chilly. It's a little chilly outside. I mean, yeah, it gets chilly, but still, um, it's it's different. One show, I don't know if you watched it, um, rap-ish with the Easter egg. A little bit, yeah. One thing I did like about it is that you can tell they were in Miami. Even the, the, um... The supporting characters. You can't do a show in Miami or anywhere in South Florida and not have no Haitian person. Exactly. That's the criticism. And you're not that, getting here. You yeah. got a whole British nigga. Exactly. You got a British nigga. Donovan is British running a club. It's like, okay. I mean, they, sure. All their money, they didn't, I feel like they just didn't spend a lot of money on like the research department on like who should be there. No, they just said, let's go to Miami. Yeah. Like Before Bad Boys, was anything set in Miami other than Miami Vice? Golden Girls. <laughs> anything black? Nope. Not that I know See? of. See? That's it. So yeah, but and even with bad boys, I you know, I think there's gonna be a come to Jesus time with that franchise too, because when you did see Haitians, they was like, oh, I heard, I, 
Or then I, the other criticism with Bad Boys is that they didn't use Haitian actors. I keep seeing. I didn't they watch the didn't. movie. Yeah, I, they probably didn't. And also, um, no, but they say so they had the Jamaicans playing actors. I heard they had Jamaicans wonder... playing Haitians, and the accent was just like it just threw people. Yeah. People who know it just threw them off. They're like, okay, so this Jamaican is Haitian. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Just get a Haitian person yeah. if you want a Haitian character. Or at least someone who can do the accent. Yeah. And they just felt very like childlike and just very quick to violence and just like the, I don't know, like the, who the, who in my house? That ain't no, ain't dance, ain't no Haitian talking like that. No. Ain't no Haitian talking like that. Mike Lowry. <laughs> anyway. But back to Eve in Miami. Um, this is a Christmas episode. JT, Eve's boyfriend, is frustrated with Eve because she's a career woman. And she's busy constantly working at her um she owns a dress store what do we we just said the name of it diva style diva, diva. style yeah. yeah so she has this um this client this very important client that she has to make this custom dress for and this client is kind of being obnoxious and having these last minute alterations and she's like working overtime and her man is not having it because he wants his girl at his mama's Christmas party. So that's like issue number one. Of well, JT. I mean, we just talked about this with the Martin episode I know. about men who want traditional women when it's convenient, convenient. for them because... JT and Shelly, I mean, I started watching this. I said, you know, this is season one, episode 11. Let me start at episode eight, you know, because I got got things to do. I got, you know, I can't watch the whole season. Let me go ahead and watch. Let me start at episode eight. Episode eight is when Shelly meets JT's mom Mm. and she meets her because the mother walks in on them in bed having sex now you got this woman over here you're not married I don't think there's been a proposal y'all don't live together you got a roommate (laughs) I don't think you pay none of Shelly bills no exactly but you trying to tell her how much she working nigga you have lost your mind. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not like she was saying, oh no, but my friend is having a Christmas party and I'm just not able to make it to your mother's. And even that, I would say like she has every right to feel torn because Mm -hmm. her friendships are just as important as her like romantic unions. But she's not saying, oh dang, Prada is having a sale. 
and I really <laughs> want to go to this sale. Like, no, she's, I'm, I gotta work. I have to work. And she's a business owner. Mm-hmm. She is a business owner. So her, like, this is, this is what she has. I'm sure she's put a significant amount of savings into this place. If the store doesn't do well, she don't get a paycheck. She's not working um, corporate at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. She's not a project manager at Home Depot where it doesn't matter what Home Depot does. You're still getting a check at the, Listen, the first month, Macy's. end of the month, bi-weekly. Like, you still getting a check. She's not selling dresses at Macy's. This ain't Macy's. She's not selling dresses at Macy's where she's making hourly wage and a commission. Mama is a the owner. She's building the product. She has to promote the product. This rich woman wearing this gown to this snowman ball or wherever this lady is going. <laughs> she's hoping that she says, hey, I got this for, at Diva Styles and they are just wonderful and they worked with me. They were very flexible with me. I asked them to make a lot of alterations and they did. And it's perfect. And I really like them. You should spend your money there. Like she's hoping that this woman does this and you mad about a fucking Christmas party? Not your mama is, you know, going into surgery. She want to see everybody. <laughs> a Christmas party. I can't. And then Eve did say, you know, she don't complain when he work late and he have nothing to say about that. I'm like, And oh, you so. know, from episode eight, nine, ten, or eleven, I don't I don't know what he do. What do he do? I don't remember. Cause I, I know what remember. Eve do. I know what Eve do, I know what Rita do, I know what Janie do. Rita. I know what Donovan does. Yeah, Donovan had the club. I think he um I wanna say he just worked a regular nine to five. Okay, well, he need to carry up and get to nine to five in because Shelly is is being the boss. Get up on my face with the silliness. Anyway. Yeah, but his whack ass mama has something to do with that too. It 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 um How many overbearing mothers do we see? <laughs> there was no overbearing mother in Sanford and Son. Well, specifically mothers of sons, because that's different. Yeah. I mean, his the mother, um, his mom died. So, like, Elizabeth passed on. So, there's no overbearing mother there. It's just Sanford and, um, dang, what's the son's name? I don't even know. Son. I forgot. But we had this um, conversation with um with Love and Basketball because JT mentioned when he was talking to his friends that oh my mom did everything. My mom took care of me and my daddy. So I don't understand why a woman can't do the same. And the same thing with Love and Basketball with Q, where he didn't necessarily like say it, but his but you can tell the when we saw how he grew up, his mama was just, you know, she took care of the home and that's just what he expected um monica to do when that time when um she had to decide to stay with him or go to go to her dorm for curfew because i think that's just what he just expects of women because his mama did it mm-hmm. and you see a lot of men will say that oh and they're not thinking that's why in an 11 basketball conversation i'm like do men 
do men get it? Because women, we can see our our mothers or our aunties or grandmothers kind of like struggle and be like, ooh, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. But men will be like, oh, mom's fine. It's yeah. like, is there is there a disconnect there? I just wonder, like, do you not do you not see that your mom is not fine? I think that if you have not been pulled in to do any of the work, then you don't see it. And I think oftentimes it's like the firstborn daughter or a oh, yeah. daughter in the family who was pulled in to pick up the to pieces, do some of the work that the mother is doing. And of course you're not going to see anything when you are just being blessed when you are just like, you think it's the norm when you're being catered to. And I think mm. some men do get it. I think some men they get see it. it. I think some men see it. And I think they, they recognize that like, Hey, you know, dad could have pitched in a little more. I, I just, I think, for those folks who have a disconnect, I wouldn't be shocked if it's because you you didn't do anything. You didn't do any of the work, so you didn't feel it. You didn't feel the pressure. So you just think everything is okay. But are you blind? Like, you have to feel. I think, like, I feel like girl girls, daughters, they can sense the situation and be like, mm, mm-mm. Or is it because as a as a young woman, you're looking at your mother and seeing her and being like, "This don't seem like uh, the type of life that I want," or I don't want I don't want to go through yeah. this. Whereas men are like, if looking at the, if their dad is benefiting, they're like, "Oh, this is great. Dad gets all the mm-hmm. benefits. So what's the problem?" Yeah, I mean, maybe you are blind if you're not out of the people in the house you are paying, you're probably paying more attention to the person you've got to model yourself after. Yeah. And, you know, a, a man might model himself after his father. Yeah. You know, whether that's saying, I want to be just like him or I want these specific traits. I don't want those, you know, I don't know. I ain't got no degree in the psychology <laughs> of these niggas. But what I'm saying is this. Hell yeah, JT got a motherfucking blind spot, but I think it also took his father to say, "Tell him you want a stay-at-home wife, baby." Let me tell you what that life is about. Let me tell you what that life is gonna get you. And again, you want somebody who is not working as much, but you are not—you are not providing any solutions. You just—you just paying her bills. Pay a bill. Say like, hey, here's the money for all of December. There you go. That can, yeah. you know, I, but I don't even, know. But- I will say even with that, the the women I've, I have heard who were in those situations, and I've seen those too, where like you have a, a man that is paying all the bills. They still be like, that still ain't great. Doing too much. Yeah. No, because there's like whenever you there's money, there's power and yeah. control. Even if it's not like overtly, you know, telling her what's. I mean, there's levels to this, but 
I mean, it's not, it's not all that great. It's like, it's do not. I really want and this I man get, telling me, like, get, controlling yeah. me with his money? No. And what I'm saying is, like, JT, you don't have the bank account to do exactly any of the things that you're asking for. That part. Even if it's like, hey, y'all need help with it? How can I help? What can I do to help? Because I really want you at this Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You know? So it just seems like, I, I guess... I don't want Shelly to be in a position where she is depending on JT financially. I don't think Shelly wants that either. What I'm talking about is JT, you want only a part of a thing. Exactly. You want a traditional woman, but you don't want to offer the rest of the traditions that go along with turning her into a You don't want to be a traditional man. Cause, you uh, don't you want that. Ask like, do y'all need an extra sewing machine? Can I, exactly. do y'all need, what, what do y'all need? Y'all need to go to the store and buy some thread, some needle and thread. Are you going to sit here and thread these rhinestones on this dress so we can be done? early exactly. for your mama's party are you gonna put these cap so. sleeves on this dress even though that bitch just are you gonna take them off and... like you're not gonna help in any way exactly. you're just going to complain get out go to your mama whack ass party that party looked whack as fuck so we're at his mother's party and Kelly Rowland comes through the door and she is like, oh, JT, I had a crush on you since forever. And he's like, so what you do? And she's like, well, you know, I had my catering business. He was like, oh, you a career woman? And she was like, nah, I had to let it go because I want a family. I want to be married with some kids. And most importantly, I want to cater to you. So tell me what you need. Tell me what you need and I'll get it for you. And JT is like, this is the type of woman I've been talking about. Yes. Tell me more, Kelly Rowland. But then his daddy is like, be careful what you wish for, son. Like, you don't want no woman at home all day bugging you. Like, your mama need a job. She don't got one, but she need one. I wish your mama had a job. I wish she had one. That's the difference. You looking like, oh, my mama ain't never had no job. And the daddy's like, I wish she had a job. And not because she needs a job for the cash. She just need to get up out of his face. Mm Mm-hmm. I know she driving that man crazy. And then we kind of see with Kelly Rowland's character and the mother played by Daphne Reed, how, um, you know, they're supposed to portray these submissive women, stay at home wives and how they're kind of like this, they have this takeover spirit and this little competition is going on. Uh, They start singing Christmas carols and it's just like competition between Kelly and Daphne about who can sing the better, the best 
It's like, oh, Kelly, of course, is coming through with her powerful vocals. And Daphne is like, girl, this is my piano. What are you doing? And so <laughs> it's it's funny. But it's the point is, it's like they're, you know, this, it's like this takeover competitive, nice, nasty spirit of I can, I was a cater to you or I can, I'm, I'm the best house woman. I don't know, like demarking the territory in a way. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was yeah. funny to see. There's a little back and forth about eggnog. Oh, There's yeah. There's back and forth about the Christmas decorations. And I think that this is a way that these women in these positions are asserting some type of dominance. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in, previous, in a previous episode, you know, Mrs. Hunter comes in and she's just running the show. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell. JT is a mama's boy you can tell he's a little bit afraid of her you can tell what she says goes you can tell like that is what happens in their home even with Mr. Hunter you know it's like hey son you know take take advice from me she's right (laughs) don't even try to argue with her you know this is a way for her to assert some type of power in a situation where she is more than likely powerless because in the grand scheme of things, unless you had money saved up, put into that house, I'm sure your name is on the house, but I'm oh, sure yeah, if your but... husband left you, what, you know, you would more than likely be dependent on alimony. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's yours through marriage, but you didn't, I mean, but then that's, People can argue that, like, what what do you consider contribution? Who knows? Who knows how long? Yeah, and I think a homemaker is a very important part of the home. So, you know, that's not me saying that her position is ineffective or not valuable. It's completely valuable. But when we think about the, the bottom line, you know, if Mr. Hunter found himself a nice little young thing he wanted to run off with, you can't go cash in being a homemaker. Not only that, if Mr. If Mr. Hunter got severely ill or yep, disabled, you go. it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? What are also, you going to do? Yeah, I was going to say, we forgot to mention that there's tension between Shelly and JT's mother. Shelly yeah. um, <laughs> believes JT's mom doesn't really like her. JT's mom is like, oh, look, this this woman, she's she's a, not only she's a career woman, but she's not as posh or polished yeah. as the mother. You can tell oh, JT's family seems like an upper middle class-ish family. Yeah. And so when Kelly Rowland comes through with her beautiful blue dress and her nice flowing hair, JT's mom was like, oh, this is the type, this is how a woman should look versus Eve with her braids and her jeans and midriff showing. True. But Eve ends up 
coming to the party. And all of a sudden, JT's mama is loves Eve because she sees when you do have a traditional woman, there's going to be some tension between, you know, mm-hmm. the potential wife and potential mother-in-law. Like, you don't want that smoke. You don't want you don't. the... <laughs> you don't want your son's wife overstepping your boundaries. Okay? You know, JT's mama is like, you know what? Eve can spend all her time at Diva Style because I will still be queen of the house and my son will always come to me for my eggnog and my Christmas decorations. Ain't no competition going on over here. So she learned real quick, like, nope, go to eat. And there was never a conversation that interrogated what the mother wanted. And I think, of course, not like this is a low stakes, you know, like this isn't Atlanta. This is not, you know, so, but you do question the intentions of the mother. Like, what did you, did you want that traditional woman for your son or for yourself? And Mm. then when you found it, you really, you want your, you want your son's wife or your son's partner to compliment you, not compliment. Oh yeah. She don't know, but she doesn't want the wife to take her position. I think that's another thing that we see with mothers, especially of sons. It's like the wife comes in, or I guess the stereotype was like, you know, the son's wife is going to come in and take your place, and you need to solidify your spot in your son's life. And it's like, not Kelly Rowland's trying to outsing me on my piano. No, (laughs) ma'am. I'm going to be singing solo, okay? And then poor Kelly looks sad because she realized JT, she can't, JT's not going to be with her. Child. He's going to be with Eve. But she fine. She's going to be good. Exactly. She's going to be all right. And that was like just, what I realized about this show is like every episode, there's a new, there's a guest star. I mean, I saw Missy. I saw Queen Latifah. I saw JT's mother, you know, like who, you know. Um, well, Missy did name? the theme song, Daphne Reed. Daphne Reed. And I'm assuming, so JT's mom is Daphne Reed. Missy did the theme song, like you said before. And I want to say, Queen, did Queen Latifah have something to do with this show? I bet Queen Latifah and Missy Elliott more than likely produced it. I would not be shocked. Yeah. see. Queen Latifah does does everything. I'm not seeing Missy or. Well, I see Missy as the as doing the music. Yeah, but I w- I was like maybe she's a a producer, a producer. but Eve is co co executive producer, and so I'm sure she went and got a lot of her friends in the music industry and was like, come on, because. Kelly Rowland, Queen Latifah. And I mean, by this time, Queen Latifah is just a star, not just a mm-hmm. musician. Like, she's everything. She's an actress. Yeah. There's people who don't even know Queen Latifah used to rap. Child. Do they make up because the mother is excited to see Shelly? E- 
Yes. I think and so. See, uh, Which makes sense because he's going to do whatever. That man going to do whatever his mama tell him to do. Whatever. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hit us up on Instagram at Curry Gumbo. Hope to see you next week. Bye.